All right. Uh, I believe we're ready to go then. <coughs> All right. So let's do this thing. In. Oh, wait. Okay. There we go. Now let's do this thing. In. Three, two. Three, two, one. This is Life is Lead episode 40 for Wednesday, June 17, 2015. Hello everyone, welcome back to Life is Leet. This is a podcast of nerds yelling at microphones about things. I'm Jesse Hanna, and joining me tonight, as always, is my younger brother and my co-host, Aaron. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing alright. Uh, could you turn your sound up a little bit? It's a little quiet. Uh, <laughs> uh other th- better. There we go. That's a little better. I. Okay. Other than that, uh, uh, so yeah, uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, uh, mostly because E3 is happening, uh, so let's go and ahead and jump... It's probably almost over at this point, actually. Well, uh, mostly what we're going to be talking about, actually, are all of the pre-E3 press conferences that all of the big publishers have, uh, but yep. that's that's what everyone considers to be E3 nowadays, I guess. It's so press conference. Unless yeah. you're actually at the show. Yeah, well, but but no one ever actually is, because it's all just press. So all we've got to go off of is the uh, press conferences, which is where all, they all do all of the big flashy announcements anyway. So let's go ahead and get right into it. <laughs> well, before we do that, let's talk real quick about what we've been playing. For me, it's still mostly been Hearthstone. I'm up to about rank 15. I've been somewhere in the 15, 16 neighborhood lately this season. Kind of stuck there at the moment. Uh, I've also been doing Tavern Brawl, which we'll be talking about later on in the show. Uh, What about you, Aaron? Uh, I've been playing uh, Super Smash Brothers recently because Uh, DLC Fighter hype. They came out with three of them on Sunday, Mm -hmm. along with three new stages. I still need to download Mewtwo. I've got I've got you, my you, codes. You should download all of the DLC fighters. Well, yeah, I, I've Do got it. I've got my codes because I uh, because I bought and registered both the 3DS and Wii U versions of Super Smash Bros. I have my codes to download Mewtwo. I just haven't done it yet, so I need to. <laughs> I need to do that. So yeah, there's Mewtwo, and what are the other ones that have come out uh, recently? We uh, we got Roy from Fire Emblem, who was in Melee. Mm-hmm. And it's back for this one, just Excellent. like you two. We he have Lucas from Mother 3, who was in Brawl and is back for this one. Uh-huh. And we have Ryu from Street Fighter as a newcomer. Ah, excellent. And uh, the cool thing about uh, Ryu is that uh, you can do his... With his specials, you can do um, the normal way with just, like, the special button. But you can also do the, like, the Street Fighter way, which is if you input a certain sequence on, like, the control stick and then hit the attack button, he'll do a stronger version of the move. Nice. So, of course, I'm no good at it. <laughs> yeah. I... I, I, you actually need to be good at Street Fighter in order to do that. And I have never played a Street Fighter game before, so... Yeah, no, when it comes to games like Street Fighter, 
when it comes to a game like Smash Brothers, I'm mostly just a button masher. I've never been very good that's, that's at any of those. That's pretty much how it is any fighting game, though. <laughs> yeah, I've never got my reflexes trained up enough to actually execute any of the combos that people who are actually good at those games can do in like half a second i i'm yeah. i'm ridiculously bad at them i just mash buttons until either something I, dies either myself or the other player dies actually my you know my favorite game in that genre in the side-scrolling fighter genre is an old snes gundam fighter game i forget what it's called it's gundam wing something or other i'm sure someone will write in and tell us that uh, that i'm wrong about it but it's it's a old snes game that i played an emulator or a rom of that's uh, just gundams fighting each other and that was awesome and i wasted way too much time playing that in high school but that's that's actually my mm-hmm. favorite uh, <laughs> at least until uh Pokken fighters comes out over here that's that's my favorite uh, side scroller fighting that, game. That, yeah, I honestly I've been thinking of picking up a Street Fighter game now that Ryu is in Smash, just just to see what it's just to see what it's like. Yeah, of course everyone knows that the infamous Guile theme, which is sadly not in the game. Oh yes, would would not would not recommend. No, no. Just kidding. Also, don't see the Street Fighter movie, the terrible Jean Claude Van Damme piece of garbage from the. 90s i that that thing is poo i i I saw it once on the spanish language tv station i don't speak spanish and i think the movie made more sense without being able to understand any of what was being said well are you sure the movie wasn't (laughs) terrible because you were seen in spanish and you didn't understand what the crap was going on no it's it's a terrible movie I've, i've seen enough of it in english to know that it's a genuinely horrible piece of garbage movie uh, and and that it's well, that actually again, it, it is actually improved by not being able to understand any of the dialogue trust again, me on this it, it was it was the 90s they didn't have video game movies down well like they look yeah. like they're going to now yeah to be fair Uwe Boll actually got shot down for doing the Warcraft movie. He he offered to do it. And that's that's his thing, is he goes to video game companies, says, hey, I'll foot the bill if you let me make a movie of your video game. And for a whole, a whole bunch of them, for who knows what reason, decided to say, yeah, because uh, they'd, they would at least turn a profit from it. And it he would make it basically for free because of weird subsidies that he manages to get. I don't even know how he does what he does, but he, he went to blizzard when the or early on at some point in the development of the Warcraft movie and said, Hey, I'll, I'll do my thing here. And they said, ha ha ha. No. And just told him to GTFO. Uh, thankfully, yeah. because every single thing that we've seen coming out about the Warcraft movie has been awesome. And I'm I'm still utterly. Who is who is this guy? That Blizzard turned down. Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll. What? And Sorry. he's widely regarded as the worst director of all time. And he's mostly. Oh no, M. Night, Sha- M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan may or may not be contending for that. Well, no. This this is like a whole a whole other echelon of terrible director Bad. i you you look up his uh imdb and it's just a list of the worst 
video game movies that you've ever uh, ever yeah, seen. Yeah, anything to do with the Resident Evil movie? I don't think so. He did do Blood Rain, which was terrible. Uh, he's uh, I I can't even think of. Oh, he's done Far Cry, Alone in the Dark. These these are some of the video game movies that he's done. Mostly horror ish kind of thing. Apocalypse. The fact that there was a Far Cry movie is interesting to me. Yeah, well, he's he's been producer or director on uh, a whole bunch of utterly terrible video game movie. Are adaptations. any of them Final Fantasy? No, uh, okay. but go 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 check out his IMDb sometime, and the how bad all of the movies that he makes manage to be is mind-boggling. Anyway, Where entirely off topic. Entirely off topic because there's there's no there's no oh, yeah, news about there's yeah there's no news about the Warcraft movie this week. So let's let's go let's get back on track here because uh, yeah, we've we've got Smash. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, uh, you you've been playing Smash Bros. You've been playing more Monster Hunter. It looks like. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's move on then, because we've got a lot of stuff from E three to talk about, and I've a lot. We're we're we are pushing some stuff to next week that is other non E three stuff that we know has happened. We're going to talk about. We'll get to it next week because we've got a ton to talk about. And in in our show notes at lifeislete dot com, we'll have links to pretty much all of the stuff that we talk about in this episode. And we'll also have links to overviews from uh, Polygon. They're kind of super cuts of each of the major six keynotes that happened uh, before E3 from Bethesda, EA, Microsoft, Sony, Square Enix, and Ubisoft. So Because I saw, I've seen <laughs> like about half of the conferences. So the ones I've seen, I'll be chipping in with what I thought of each one. Yeah, but really, it was only just three, and uh, you'll know though when I talk about them. Yeah, uh, the only one that I watched live was the Square Enix one. I uh, the other ones I oh I didn't I, watch that one. The other one that's what I didn't see. The other ones I either caught kind of the cliff notes or the uh, afterward uh, reports about or uh, listened to. I'm and just I also tell you this. I'm just gonna give you a forewarning. You don't need to know much about EAs. Yeah, it was. I saw it live. It was cringeworthy. Yeah, legit the worst show. That one I heard was really bad. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that one. We'll talk about we'll, each of them. We'll actually. handle that. We'll handle that. We'll handle that nuclear bomb when we get to it. Yeah. Speaking of nukes, <laughs> well, uh, before before we get there, I. Yeah, uh, again, links to the Polygon supercuts, and I also highly recommend. And what I did for most of the other ones was I listened to the uh, Scott Johnson and Patrick Beja commentary tracks for the uh, for most of the other ones. They didn't do one for all of the presentations, but for the ones that they did, they did a really good job. And they also have kind of a recap episode. So again, we'll have links to uh, those shows in the show notes as well. Again, that's Pixels, which is Patrick Beja's video game news show and Boop, which is likewise except shorter form from Scott Johnson. Uh, so go check those out. Go listen to those if you need to get caught up on everything else that happened at E3. But we're just going to rip through pretty much the stuff that was interesting to us because that's what we talk about yeah. on this show. We yell about things that we care about. So and if you don't, and if we yell about something that you don't care about, well. Well, then tough that, luck that's, because. That's, 
tough luck. That's why we do this podcast. And if you want to yell about stuff that you care about, go. Uh, you are perfectly free to make your own podcast or write into us podcast at lifeiselite.com if there's stuff that you want us to talk about that you think we missed. Anyway, nukes, uh, Bethesda, nukes. Fallout Four. Fallout. It's a they thing. We we. That was that was a great show. I saw it live. That was great. That one was really good. I I heard the uh sc- the um Scott Johnson and actually John Jagger did the comment did commentary for that one for Boop, and uh, that that one was really great. Uh, oh yeah, I agree. I, again, mostly most of what we care about from that one is Fallout Four. We learned that we're gonna get some. But there was also stuff like <laughs> Doom Four, what got finally shown off. Uh, Dishonored 2 is now a thing, but yeah. mostly we're going to be talking about Fallout. It, it, it's mostly Fallout, to be honest. We know that we're going to get some backstory on what happened before all the nukes happened, uh, but that's that's not what people care about. What people care about are pretty much boiled down to two things. The, the special edition that comes with an actual Pip-Boy and the Fallout Shelter mobile game. <laughs> uh, the Pip-Boy, it's, it's the... Uh, it, in Fallout, that that I understand, it's the big kind of PDA thing that you wear on your wrist. That's yeah, where is. you get all it's your stats like and inventory. Smartwatch actually existed, right? And I, you've you've had stuff like that in the Pokemon games and various other games where, when you want to see other information about what's going on in the game, you look at a screen and it tells you stuff. Uh, but this this is basically that, except it's an actual physical thing. You install an app on your smartphone, you plug your smartphone into it, and it shows you it's a second screen experience of the game while you're playing the game. And apparently the it app pretty is... pretty much just does, like, your, the, the app is pretty much like your, uh, your like, stat screen and inventory right. and stuff like that. Right. And apparently that's going to be uh, compatible across all the different platforms that the game is on, which, which is, is that's, really neat. That's pretty neat, honestly. That is. So, uh, and yeah, that's probably completely sold out everywhere by now from, from everything oh, that yeah. I've heard. The, the second it was announced, it probably ceased to exist from, in game shops everywhere. From everything that I've heard, it's just gone. Good luck trying to find one if you want one. That, because... that or it's not up, period. Well, no, it probably Well, no, I, it, it, I think what it didn't go up right when they announced it, but pre-orders went up very shortly after, after like fact. a couple of within a couple of days after might even have been today uh wednesday which is when we're recording this and the announcement was on sunday Sun- yep. yeah yeah it was sunday night <laughs> so yeah i i think it's pretty much gone by now but that that was one of the two things that everyone freaked out about and the other is if you've ever played the tiny tower ios or mobile game which is where you build a tower, you make some of the floors residential, you make some of them businesses, and people move in and you assign them to jobs, and you just try to earn money to build your tower higher, to keep it going, to keep everyone in it happy. Fallout Shelter is basically that, except uh, underground in a Fallout Shelter. <laughs> uh, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, and it's free-to-play, it's it's tiny tower just underground and it's out for ios now and android soon and i haven't played it yet but everyone i know who has played it has said that it's awesome because it's not the exploitative microtransaction 
uh, bug the hell out of you to try to force you to buy things to make things happen faster that you get with Tiny Tower or a whole bunch of those other games. You can just play it for free and uh, apparently it's really good. So I've been meaning to check that out. Uh, It's sadly not on Android yet. Not Um, yet. It's coming soon. Todd Todd Howard, when he got up and talked about Fallout, he talked about uh, what uh, the development process was for Fallout Shelter, and they said that they put it on iOS first because of some deal with Apple they had. But apparently they said it'll come to Android soon, which, not going to lie, I kind of want to play this. Yeah. uh, I play very few mobile games, and this this looks very enticing to me i don't play very many uh mobile games either i hearthstone doesn't count but besides besides hearthstone i don't play very many games on my iphone or my ipad but i'll i'll probably be checking this out i i did play a little bit of the star wars edition of tiny tower that was pretty awesome but i'll i'll give this a spin and and i'll report back so yeah fallout 4 uh, that was the big thing from bethesda doom 4 looks pretty neat Dishonored 2, I've heard really good things about the first one, but I haven't played it yet. Uh, but Dishonored 2 looked pretty neat as well. I think that's pretty much it from Bethesda. Yeah, but Bethesda had a great show. It was their first time, but they nailed it. Oh. I especially liked it when Todd Howard got up on stage and talked for a half hour about Fallout <laughs> and just gushed all over it. He, he, he and did. You could see that he, that, and you can see that Bethesda really likes to put some that Bethesda really wears their heart on their sleeve when it comes to this job. They really like doing it. And yeah. It showed, and I liked it. Yeah, that was a great conference overall. Uh, a great yeah. um, I don't know if they'll return next year, because they only do, like, the big open-world game, like, every three years. Yeah. Or it, it would, four years or so. It would be hard for them to do something big like that every year because they're not. Oh yeah, they're not like Blizzard where you can where they have so much stuff that they have a whole convention all to themselves every year. Yeah. They're not like Microsoft or EA or Sony where they have a wide enough net as a publisher to announce a whole bunch of different things every year. So the, uh, the, and they're, they, and they're not like Activision or Ubisoft where they have franchises that they could consistently make year after year square enix yeah square enix what 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 does square enix have to do with that well uh, they're they're in the same sort of thing where they have like the franchises that oh that don't get made every few years yeah that's right that's true so yeah i i don't think we can expect bethesda to be there every year but but they did a really awesome job i agree I'd, i'd love to see them back honestly yeah, uh, I I don't want to see him force it though. Is the thing. Yeah. All right. Now so, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Oh uh, yes, I, there's there's really only one thing at all to do with EA that I that any of that either of us cares about really, and that's well, Mirror's three things for me. Well, the the but, one thing okay. for me, the one thing for me is Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which we got a release date February twenty three, twenty sixteen. We got an announcement trailer. Uh, we learned more about it. We learned that it's going to be an open world, uh, free running exploration game, which oh. sounds really neat. That sounds like a ton of fun. Uh, the the best parts of Mirror's Edge were when you Word felt like you, when you felt like you were just in an open area and you could just go and run and jump over things and slide and repel uh, or like zip line down between buildings. 
and I'm so excited to be able to just have that in an open environment. Yeah. The, that, the free running was pretty great in Mirror's Edge. Yeah. I'm not, not going to lie. And it, it's going to be where, as you go along, you encounter missions that you can do. It's not so much just a linear storyline, and it's going to be more focused on developing the character of Faith, who is the main character of the series. So that that sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds really interesting. And there's also going to be no gun combat, which I was in the first mm. game, felt kind of shoehorned great. in, and you were usually better off trying to get through each level without using uh, any weapons at all. Uh, in Catalyst, it's well, not I mean, even going to be an option. I mean, in the first game, the melee combat didn't really feel that great either, though, so... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, shout if, out. If there was one weapon to have it, to always have a beer's edge, it was the pistol, because you could still free run with it. Yeah. Uh, the But... I just generally speaking, the the melee combat I thought was at least better than the the, the gun weapons. Combat, yeah, yeah. I, I can Edge. see that. And so I presumably you'll still be able to run up and disarm someone if if you get a really good running flow going. You'll actually be basically invulnerable to bullets, so you won't even really have to worry about it as much from from what some of the developers have said. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That that comes out early next year. Uh, shout yeah. out to Blue Fire in our chat room. Uh, but yeah, yeah, as far as EA goes, for me, that was really it. That was it. Yeah, they they, they also <laughs> had like apparently they had a reveal trailer for a new Mass Effect, which is pretty all right. Yeah, they showed that, Star that, Wars Battlefront. Those looked all right. Time. You're right. Those those looked okay. Those look pretty interesting. I have always. I always like a showed, good Star Wars video game. They showed Battlefront for the first time outside of the Star Wars celebration. Yeah. The gameplay of which we didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, but outside of that, there really wasn't much to write home about with EA, considering it was 90% sports games. Well, yeah, and that's... And that's... they just drove on and on and on. And I, I, worst game. Too much sports out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Too much sports out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, EA's it, wasn't great. It was, eh. Yeah. I, I could say a lot worse things about them, though. Yeah. But I'm not going to on, show, on stream. But yeah. I do have worse things I could say about it. Yeah, well... Why did EA can still have a press conference? Yeah. Well, let's, let's move on, then, to Microsoft, anyway. which, again... We, Let's move on then to Microsoft, which again, not which I didn't see, but I've heard was pretty all right. It was it was all right. I not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, they talked about a new Gears of War, uh, which yeah, and, that's uh, a thing. Remake of the first one. Yeah, but but none of us have ever played Gears of War, so we don't really care about that. Yeah, I've never been all that into it either. Uh, the the big things for me. Well, the one big thing for me, and then another thing that everyone's freaking out about that I don't think is as big a deal, uh, but for me, they talked more about Halo, Halo 5 Guardians. We got a release date, October 27th of this year. Uh, we learned that there is going to be a multiplayer co-op campaign. You're going to be able to do things like revive fallen players during gameplay. So that's not brand new, but that's awesome. That sounds pretty cool. 
And we also learned about Warzone mode, which is a 24-player, player versus player versus environment. Uh, you're huh. you're going to have the two teams going at it in like massive, uh, something like four times the size of some of the old maps. And you're also going to have AI-controlled mobs, basically, as far as I can tell. Uh, you can't really tell from what I've seen. Someone correct me, write in and correct me if I'm wrong about this. But it kind of seems like you'll also have uh, enemy AI-controlled uh, creatures to deal with or on the map. I can't really tell if they're allied with one team or another or what. But that looks pretty cool, and there's there's a gameplay trailer for that. And again, the link to that will be in our show notes at lifeiselite.com. And then the thing that everyone's talking about from the Microsoft press conference is the fact that the Xbox One will be getting some backwards compatibility with the 360. When I say some, uh, it's going to be coming later this year. If it's a game that you've purchased digitally for the 360 that's compatible, you'll get a download of it for the Xbox One. If it's a game that you have a disc of that's compatible, you can put the disc into your One, and you'll and then that'll get you a digital download of it. The thing about it, though, is that... The thing about it, though, is that just like with the 360's compatibility with original Xbox games, it's probably going to be pretty limited which games will be available. Uh, To start out with, Mm -hmm. they said that they're going to be going for around 100 games being available. Right now, the list of games that we know will be compatible is very limited and pretty much all first-party stuff. And again, that's coming out later this year, so as as we get closer to it, we'll find out more and more games that will be available for it. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be getting an Xbox One at some point. I know that because they're making yeah, a new Halo... They're making, they're making a new Halo game for it, so I'm going to get an Xbox One sometime. I don't know if it'll be right when Halo 5 comes out or sometime after that. I'm not sure yet. But I'm not going to be getting one because of the 360 compatibility. Because none of the games that I have for it are going to be backwards compatible. Uh, They've already put out versions of all of the Halo games, 1 through 4, for the 1. And they're coming out with new Rock Band and Guitar Hero, which are going to be available for the Xbox One and PS4. I'd probably play those on the PS4 anyway. And so the backwards compatibility really isn't a big selling point to me. Uh, well, for a lot of people, it probably is because no backwards compatibility is probably one of the big, one of the big uh, cods against the next gen consoles. Well, the 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 key then people still have to hang on to like their 360s and PS3s in order to play games from last gen that they really liked, unless they just unless like developers crank out remasters for them, which people are getting kind of tired of. Yeah, but again, the the limiting factor there is that you have to have a, a, sig- a significant number of games that are actually compatible with the backwards compatibility. They're not making it blanket backwards compatibility. They're basically just either putting an emulative layer or some sort of making ports of some sort of some of the games to be able to run them on the Xbox One. So, well, I mean, it said. Well, I mean, it said that it's a very, 
that around 100, but the keywords there are around 100 at launch, so maybe there will be more later. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they're hoping to add a whole bunch more. I just don't know how many that's going to end up being. And again, with the with the original Xbox to the Xbox 360, there there really weren't a whole lot of games that you could bring bring up from your old Xbox to the 360. So we'll see. I, as as when when that launches, we'll probably talk about it again. We'll probably talk about what some more of the games are that'll be available for it then. But I that that doesn't seem like as big a deal to me as some people are making of it. Oh no, I I, I think it's a good step in the right direction. Yeah, well, it's not going to be why I get it. But we'll Xbox see. We'll see one. how it completely folds out. Yeah. All right, let's move on now to Nintendo. Which okay, I, now this one is interesting because yeah. I caught the the after effect of it, and apparently a lot of people were pretty disappointed. A lot of people were pretty disappointed in it, and it was it, and I think. This is my personal theory. They announced a new Metroid, but it was actually a game that they showed at like the Nintendo World Championships, and people were kind of disappointed that it wasn't a new main series Metroid game, and then the internet overreacted as it tends to. Right. And uh, the the World Championships, I've heard, I, I didn't get a chance to catch any of them. I had a busy weekend but I've heard that those were a amazing kickoff to E3, and then mm. Nintendo's actual presentation, their their digital was event, they called it. Meh. It was just really meh. It was a pre-recorded thing, not not like well, a live. Well, they've been doing that since 2013 or so. Yeah, it, it was basically I mean, it's another than Nin- having their own live conference. So. It was basically another Nintendo Direct video. And uh, they they did announce some things. Uh, the the Metroid game was one of the things that they talked about there. But again, they had already sort of announced that at the World Championships. Uh, really, the best way to kind of sum up what they talked about is in a uh, timeline. We'll we'll have a link to this. Uh, Kotaku posted a timeline of all of the stuff that Nintendo's got coming up, and that I, I thought that was really the best way to summarize all of the stuff that they've got in the pipeline. Uh, in the fall, on September 11th, is going to be Super Mario Maker for the Wii U. Uh, Zelda Triforce Heroes, which is a new three-person multiplayer Zelda game, is going to be coming out for the 3DS. That looks like it's using the same engine as A Link Between Worlds. Uh, those yeah. are those are a couple of things that are coming out in the fall. A handful of other things. A new Yoshi game. Uh, Disney Infinity Skylanders. Animal Crossing. But that's like really Animal it. Crossing mixed with Mario Party. Pretty that's, much. That's sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it for the fall. Uh, holiday season, we've got Star Fox Zero and Mario Tennis coming to the Wii U. Star Fox, of course, everyone's been wanting a new Star Fox game for oh, forever. Yeah. It, this one looks pretty good. This actually, one does actually look really good. I'm pretty excited I for actually, that. I got a Star Fox 64 3D from Club Nintendo on my 3DS, and, mm-hmm. I, and I have to play more of it, but... That I got that so I could get excited for Star Fox Zero. Yeah, and that that does look really good. And I I like me a good Mario sports game and Mario Kart, Mario Golf. I have Mario Tennis for the 3DS, so I'll probably pick. I'll, I'll probably want to pick up the Mario Tennis Wii U game at some point. Those are always a good amount of fun. 
And then over on the 3DS in the holiday season, we've got Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Uh, this is also really interesting because yeah. their update did not make a dude made series game this year. Yeah, at and least th- that we know of so far. And that they was... could announce something at like PAX or something. It's unlikely but, though. If they haven't announced anything right by now, now, it looks like they're not coming out with anything this year. Yeah, which is interesting. If they haven't announced anything by now, then it's pro- it's pretty likely that they're not going to have a main series released this year, which that was my more out there prediction for E3 was that they could announce something, but turns out they didn't. They're just going to have but, Super Mystery Dungeon as again, their Pokemon release for this year. Then again, when has Pokemon ever really been at E3 outside of last year? Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's never really been when they've done that. But I I think that if they haven't announced anything this late in the year, then they're probably not gonna. I will not see, until next but year anywhere. Oh, not until next year, which is fitting because next year is the twentieth anniversary <laughs> of the series. That's true. So they may they may have something big planned that they're saving up for for next year. And big is what we're well. I don't know. Well, well see. That's, that's what we're hoping for. We'll see. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Uh, and then, uh, really, the big one for me is Xenoblade Chronicles X coming to the Wii U oh, on that's, December fourth. Big one for a lot of people. Yeah, that one looks really. Uh, that's probably the one that I'm looking forward to most, actually, out of pretty much Thank all of the all of the rest of this year, at least on the Nintendo side of things. Yeah. And then going into 2016, we've still got the uh, Legend of Zelda Wii U game Which in progress. Uh, we've yeah, they didn't really say much more about that. They announced, which had already been leaked, Hyrule Warriors Legends coming to the 3DS. Uh, that's going to have characters well, from Wind Waker. Leaked. It was already available in Japan. Well, okay, fair fair enough. Uh, but that's going to come with all the DLC characters from the Wii U version, plus new or characters from anyway. Wind Waker. And then also uh, Fire Emblem Fates, uh, Metroid Federation good. Force. Uh, also coming to the 3DS in 2016. But that's that's the one that's got everyone kind of yeah exploding all over the place because everyone was expecting like a new proper Metroid Prime, but I guess we're not getting that yet. Yeah, it, it, that seems neat enough though. It seems like a pretty cool game. Uh, yeah, I'll pass on it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it it definitely isn't what people were anticipating would would be coming out. Yeah. But that, I yeah, Nintendo's presentation can be summed up with a pretty resounding meh. It was, eh. I mean, better than EA out of 10. Uh, They've got interesting stuff. Yeah. Then again, when EA screws up, it's not hard to do better. It's not, it's like impossible to do worse than them. That's true. Then again, EA did kind of drop the ball pretty hard. Yeah. I... Uh, Nintendo have some really neat stuff coming coming up, coming down the pipeline. Their their presentation just was, was kind of if, if it had not been an E three presentation, I guarantee it probably would have been better received. Yeah, and pe- people but, were expecting something like Sony's or Microsoft's or Bethesda's on stage, people well, I mean, talking about things, and not and not another I mean, Nintendo Direct. So well, they announced it beforehand for one, and for another. You- Kind of can't beat Fallout Four. Yeah, that's you that's try, true. but yeah, it won't look pretty. Well, I can think of one thing that might, uh, and, and that's getting in, and that's getting into Sony's presentation. 
the big thing from which is there is finally going to happen a proper remake of Final Fantasy VII. And, and an actual remake, not just a port like the PC, like the PS4 port of the PC version that they trolled everyone with last year. Not just an HD update like with the Final Fantasy XX2 uh, HD remasters. This is going to be a proper ground-up remake of the game, like completely rebuilding the game from zero. It's going to have current-gen Final Fantasy VII Advent Children-style graphics. Reportedly, it's going to have what can really best be described as evolved gameplay uh, from translated interviews that the developers have done uh, in Japanese with Famitsu and a couple other publications. It's going to even have some plot elements changed, better fleshed out from the original. I've I've never finished the original. I have it on Steam. I've never finished it. It is a really good game, but I'm... Quick, Final Fantasy VII, is it like six bucks now on Steam? Something because like that. Steam sale? I think it is. Probably. I think I'm going to buy it. Yeah, it, it's... It's got a huge cult following, and I can definitely see why. It's not my favorite JRPG that I've ever played. That title still easily goes to Bravely Default, but it's a very good game. I definitely recommend playing it if you like JRPGs. If you like JRPGs, you've probably already played it. In the off chance that you haven't already played it, I recommend playing it. But this is... I'm probably going to change that soon. This is something that has been massively anticipated for years and years i for since i was in high school it's people have been wanting a ps3 and then a ps4 version of final fantasy 7 and wasn't there a trademark for a ps3 remake of final fantasy 7 there was at one point? there there was at some point uh, i'm pretty sure it never happened it's uh, we don't really know how far anything like that has ever come to, or how close anything like that has ever come to getting off the ground. But what we do know now is that it is happening. It exists. It's, it exists. It's and being that made a lot of people happy. It's being made. There's a there's a teaser trailer for it. More info is coming later this year. That's basically all we've got right now. Break out the Rob Paul gifs. Yeah, GIFs. it's it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, uh, and when when it comes to uh, Square Enix generally and JRPGs, there was kind of a theme of you'll hear a lot more about this later because uh, there was Final Fantasy VII. They announced a new Near game, which is a series they that I flattened up games. Yeah, which they made Bayonetta, and it's comprised of X developers that. Capcom developers that made Devil May Cry, which those I've heard are really good. Yep, and Nier is a series that I've heard good things about. I haven't played any of, but they, uh, again, they basically just showed a teaser trailer for it. And then they also announced a thing called Project Setsuna, which they're making a new, they're creating a new studio to work on it that they're calling the Tokyo RPG Factory. And they've shown us three pieces of concept art from it, which look great. They look like a great whimsical fantasy world but that's literally all that we know about project setsuna 
So mm. uh, and they they say that they're targeting a 2016 release for it. So we'll we'll probably be hearing more about that pretty soon. But uh, yeah. from uh, between unveiling the FF7 remake at the Sony presentation and Square Enix's own presentation, presentation. where yeah, they talked about Hitman and a bunch of the other stuff that they've got going on. The new, the new Deus Ex. Na- I have new to Deus Ex. Revolution. I need to play more of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, they showed Kingdom Hearts 3, which they still did. has no release date. Well, but yes. It's, but it's looking pretty good, all things considered. Oh, and another thing from the uh, Sony announcement that looked awesome was No Man's Sky, uh, which is another thing that we didn't get a release date for. But uh, if if you want alternatives to EVE Online for games where you can just fly around in space and actually do stuff without having to sit through a horrendous rip-your-eyes-out tutorial, uh, you've, you've got more options now and coming up in Elite Dangerous, No Man's Sky, uh, assuming No Man's Sky ever actually gets released. But yeah, that that there were a lot of things that we learned that we are going to be learning more about later. But haven't seen. <laughs> but yet. we just haven't which is, yet. Which is eh, but whatever. Yeah, long, they're 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 coming. Yeah, and that's that's pretty good to know about. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, and Square Enix's presentation didn't see it live, but no, bravely second out of ten. Yeah, Square Enix. Then is... again, Nintendo would have shown it as well, so there's that. Yeah, well, Square Enix's presentation was really good. They they did a good job. I liked it. It was the only one, like I said, that I watched live, mostly because it happened to be at a time when I was sitting down and able to watch it live. I just had it in one corner of my screen at work, <laughs> so <laughs> multitasking for the win. Uh, so I think that pretty much covers it for all the major E3 presentations. Uh, there was also the PC gaming presentation last night. Which Blizzard was at. Which Blizzard was at. That. The presentation itself... Surprisingly. The presentation itself wasn't great, but Blizzard did announce some Heroes of the Storm stuff. I would thought they might say some stuff about Overwatch. They might still at some oh, point during E3, but uh, most of it was still just them talking more about Heroes of the Storm. And uh, between an uh, event last week that they called The Mayhem Begins and their E3 presentation this week, uh, we learned a lot more about their Diablo 3 content that is going to be coming to Heroes of the Storm. Their first major content patch for the official release. Yes, and they're, they're calling it The Eternal Conflict. It's a Diablo 3 campaign, and the big meaty well, pieces Diablo of it... Well, Diablo-themed update, pretty well, much. Well, yeah, Diablo-themed, not just Diablo 3. The, the the big meaty content of it is that we're getting a new map that they're calling the Battlefield of Eternity, which is a, a heaven versus hell themed map for Heroes of the Storm. And we're getting three new heroes from the Diablo franchise. We're getting the Butcher, King Leoric, a.k.a. the Skeleton King, and the Monk are all going to be added as heroes to Heroes of the Storm. And well, they've got Diablo's not... first support hero. Yes. Uh, to say something... Yeah, so that those are all coming. There's a trailer for them up on the Heroes of the Storm website. We'll have a link to that, so you can go check those out. But the the stuff that's been most immediately relevant to what I've been playing lately, anyway, is the 
Hearthstone Tavern Brawl is now out, as are the new heroes that you can pay for to download and play with. Mm. Uh, The Tavern Brawl, uh, the first Tavern Brawl, I should say, is called Showdown at Blackrock Mountain, and it's Nefarian versus Ragnaros from the Blackrock Mountain campaign. And you go in, it's free to enter, and when you click the button to play or when you challenge a friend to play, uh, you're randomly assigned to either Nefarian or Ragnaros. And you're basically using the deck that they had in the campaign encounter. Mm, interesting. And, yeah, and basically you just fight it out from there. Uh, Nefarian, I think, starts with 30 health and 30 armor. Ragnaros starts with 60 health. And some of the cards in the decks are just utterly ridiculous and awesome and would be completely overpowered if they were actually allowed anywhere else in the game. Adorable play. Yeah. I but, need to check this out then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's free to enter. Uh, you are in a pack of uh, a classic pack for the first one you get each week. And each brawl is going to last from Wednesday morning through Sunday until like 3 a.m. Pacific time, Monday morning, I think, is when each brawl will last. And again, uh, like we said last week, each week is going to have a different rule set. So uh, this first one, obviously, is pre-made decks that you're just randomly assigned to one or the other. So we'll see what we'll see what next week's is, but... I'm all in. Uh, Tavern Brawl is a lot of fun. I definitely recommend using that to jump in. And if if one of your holdups against uh, playing against other people in Hearthstone has been not wanting to play against someone with a ridiculously overpowered deck compared to what you have with the cards that you have, uh, this this kind of levels the playing field. Uh, sometimes you'll be building your own decks, but you'll you'll still be at least playing by the same rule set within the same constraints. So I'm really stoked to see what they, what they do with the tavern brawl. As for the new hero, start off. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, go ahead. As, as for the new heroes, uh, we already knew about Magni Bronzebeard. And in the meantime, two more new heroes were announced. Illyria Windrunner as an alternate hunter hero, and Mediv as an alternate mage. Those were both announced with their own trailers. We'll have links to those in the show notes. And all three of them went on sale as of the new patch, which came out just this past Monday. So you can now go buy each of those for 10 bucks a piece. Uh, they include animated hero powers, animated portrait, and a card back. And they're, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool looking. I might pick one of them up at some point because they just look eh. awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait on them. Yeah, maybe it, if they have, maybe if they start like doing <clears throat> sales like Heroes of the Storm does, they probably will. They 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 probably will at some point do some sort of sale or bundle or something like that. Mm. So, but hey, I'm 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 fine with them being ten bucks. I I'd I'd gladly spend that for for one of them. Mm. Well, we'll see. Yeah, and. One one more small thing that came with this latest patch that is actually pretty awesome to me, I think, is that you can now, for each deck, you can select the hero and the card back for that deck. So if you have a hunter deck, you can pick either 
Rexar or Illyria if you own Illyria, and you can pick the card back for that deck. So you could have a Rexar deck with the uh, Cake card back from a couple months ago, and you could have an Illyria deck with the, I don't know, uh, Fireside Gathering card back. Stuff like that. So it's just, it's a little quality of life and customization thing, but it's it's neat. I like it. And I'm still playing way too much Hearthstone for it to at all be helpful. Still waiting for, for more than nine deck slots. Yeah. Which <sighs> should be happening soon. It'll happen Hopefully, one of these maybe. days. It'll happen eventually. It, it better. Come on, Blizzard. You know you, <laughs> you know you want to make it happen. All right. That's, that's going to cover it for pretty much all the news this week. Again, we'll talk more that, about other video game news, other anime news. Yeah, no, no Pokemon stuff. Which is no a little Overwatch. disappointing to me, but oh well. But then again, we might get more after they finish all the hero gameplay previews. Yeah. Which have been pretty nice. Yeah. Go look them up on YouTube. They're, they're pretty cool. Yeah, well, we'll Only see. The only thing I've seen is the lack of FOB slider, which <laughs> if we pester Blizzard enough, they might put it in. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's, let's move on now and close things out, as we like to do sometimes with... One more thing. And this week's one more thing uh, actually came via a Blizzard employee on Twitter who went through and posted some screenshots of very early iterations of World of Warcraft. I Going back to the very early, earliest days of World of Warcraft's development, I back, back to when it was still running in the Warcraft 3 engine. That's how far back we're talking here. <coughs> Excuse me. We got to finish up soon. Right. Anyway, these these screenshots linked to them in the show notes. Uh, it's just fascinating to see how much the game has evolved since then, and also to see how little some of the things have changed since then. And these are these are pictures that are. Uh, Hung in a, I think it's like a little museum on the Blizzard campus in Irvine, but they're they're really fascinating to look at. So again, link to those in the show notes. Go check those out. Uh, said show notes can be found along with MP3 downloads of the show, links to our Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus pages, our RSS feed, a link to subscribe to us on iTunes. That's all at our website at lifeislite.com. Uh, our live stream will be at lifeislete.com slash live when we go live, which is usually going to be Wednesdays about 9.30. Uh, or you can just follow us on Twitch directly at twitch.tv slash lifeislete. I'm at, at jbhanna on Twitter, twitch.tv slash jbhanna. Aaron's at twitch.tv slash plato0. I'm just sipping through this because I've got to end it because my voice is conking out. Uh, if you want to contact us with feedback, comments, suggestions, recommendations, audio attachments, send those to us at podcastlifeislite.com. Follow our Facebook and Twitter for when we go live with a new episode or with a game stream. That's going to do it for us for this week. For me, for Aaron, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And until next time, everyone with the sound, within the sound of my voice, take care. Bye.
and I'm dead. EA, more like EASPN.